0: Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are, and it's Chris, and we're up to the fifth law, the law of hierarchy. Now, in the next audio, I'm going to go back over all five laws, so if you're a little bit uh, confused as to where we're at, and which one's which, and what's going on, I'm going to do a distillation, a summary, a compilation, a vibration, an annotation, a distillation, a, a compilation. But... Let's just now work for the next 15, 20 minutes on the fifth law, the law of hierarchy. And this law is the overarching law that brings all the others into it. So there are many viewpoints about our existence, but there's only one viewpoint that's so-called the highest, and that is the viewpoint from the centre of the universe. From that position, you get a true perspective on things. The difference between a universal viewpoint and that of the ordinary person is that a universal viewpoint views the whole at once, while the latter sees only a part. Now, this distinction, uh, it, it seems pretty trivial at first, means that the vast scope of the universe on one hand, and, and the worst of all, personal human interest on the other hand. Now, I guess you've got to ask yourself, which one do you want to take? Um, Observe now from your, you're out there in the universe, from your vantage point and see the sun having a long leash, like ropes that extend in all directions, leading out from itself to all the planets. And that with these leashes, each planet is held in check. The sun feeds them all with light and therefore energy. And she defines their path through the sky and she controls their rate of speed. Now, now you'd have a good idea of the idea of control that it's, that's exercised by the, our sun over the, its family, the solar system. Now, the forces involved in governing this world and family of worlds are absolutely, incomprehendably mighty. And yet, they're very humble in their obedience. They must, these, these powers must conform. Now... We've seen lightning leap across the sky and tear its way through the earth, seemingly following some movement that was just due to just random chance. But every scientist who studied lightning knows that lightning obeys a fixed rule in all its activities. It will never deviate, not a hair's breadth, from that fixed rule. The sun is the leader, giving light to dark uh, uh, on the, uh, in the solar system, the planet's are the followers fulfilling their own destiny guided by the light of the sun. And the earth is free to fulfill its purpose, but can't escape the leash of the sun. It's bound by the laws. And any contradiction to this would result in in the expulsion of the earth from the family of this sun. Corporate cultures are these larger laws. Job functions are the individual purpose. All of life fits into some set of dominance-controlling body, a sun, and leashes and planets orbiting, like families. The same is true of every one of the mighty operations of nature. All is governed, all is obedient and humble to something. And when we hear be humble, we think people mean be small. We think people mean don't be proudest, don't be brave, don't stand up, be, be shy, be withdrawing. That, that means the complete opposite. What it means is be humble to the leash and what does that leash join you to and make sure you know your purpose, the leash and what it's connected to. All is governed. All is obedient to something. Now, all things have a central power that controls them like a totem. Everything is humble to something greater than itself. And that's self-evident. You don't have to go far to see this. There was never or could be a tribe that didn't have a chief, nor has there been a city or a town without a mayor or a leader. There's no body of people that is without a leader. No government has ever existed without a leader, nor a group of leaders, all businesses have their leaders and partnerships that are supposed to be composed of p- two people holding he- equal rights and equal rank, always have a senior, a louder or a, or a greater voice even between the partnerships. And that's why partnerships so often fail is people don't recognize the seniority of one over the other. This fact due to, is due to the necessity of a centralizing control of everything. So in a relationship, even one of those two people, in a partnership, in a relationship, in a home, is dominant over the other. But it's also instinctively derived from the same law that that governs the whole of creation in the universe. The same law of central control holds each moon to its mother planet. If the smaller body could get away from the greater, it would become a free agent. And in its course in space would mark uncertainty, if not ruin for everything it touched. If our moon lost its orbit around the earth, flung out and went ramming into Jupiter or Mars or some other planet, it would destruct it. We We would never know at what moment some stray thing a moon that's lost its orbit would crash through our planet and explode it into a million bits. So everything in the universe reports to a higher power. It is the law of the one and the many. Obedience is the nature of things. To defy that obedience is a disastrous life. Now, what have you learned so far in the 30 days? Law number one, the law of Balance. Obedience to the law of balance. There's two sides to everything. If you become obedient to your ego, you will hunt for and seek out the law of emotions. And therefore, emotion, how you feel, how other people feel, what's feelings going on, what's your emotion going on, becomes your dominant obedience. You become humble to the law of your own emotions and therefore, as ignorant as emotions, because emotions are lopsided perception, imbalanced thoughts, and therefore, by nature, they are uh, illusional, delusional, confusional, and explosional. So, the second law, the l- the law of evolution. Oh, I want peace in my life. I want peace in my life. Give me unconditional love in my life. And nature says, fuck you. You're going to get supported and challenged every single day, every single second. You're going to breathe in, breathe out, support, challenge. You're going to get liked and disliked. Ha! bad luck Facebook. You're going to get attracted and repelled. Oh, bad luck infatuation. You're going to get elated and depressed. Can you see how all of the world's problems, all of people's problems come from following an emotional path rather than following an evolutionary path, which is chaos and order. We introduced chaos into your life, didn't we? We asked you to do a vision. And most people, when they do their vision, they go to order. They say, what's safe? What? What can I do in the future that I know I can do? What can I do in the future that I guarantee will I can do? What do I do in the future that doesn't risk anything? And yet, a great vision has three levels. Safe, medium, and bloody difficult. And the difficult one is when you actually go, I'm going to actually write a goal, have a vision, have a thought, that I have no freaking idea how I'm going to get it. I don't have any idea I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna uh, stop child slavery in Asia. I have no idea how, but that's what I love to do. That's what the universe would loved me to do. I'll be, I'll be humble to that chaos, so I'll comply. I'll be obedient to the second law of nature. The third law of nature says that we live in an abundant environment, so nothing's ever missing. I have everything. And the quote, what's the great quote you learned from the program? I need nothing, I want nothing, and therefore I have everything. This spiritual viewpoint is something to be humble to, to be obedient to, because it makes you huge. I need nothing, I want nothing, and therefore I've got everything. And that is the truth you do have everything. You own the planets. They are you. You you come from star stuff. You go back to star stuff. You can look at yourself with this law of abundance and say, nothing's missing in my life. I'm as big as I want to be and as small as I decide to be. The fourth law, we talked about the law of harmony. Oh my goodness, everything vibrates. And if you want to vibrate according to the masses, should, shouldn't, should, shouldn't, should, shouldn't. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. I've got to do this and I've got to do that. I can't do this and I shouldn't do that and I shouldn't do this and I, I, I have to do this and I have to do that. If you want to vibrate to that sort of a, a rhythm, that music, go for it. But just remember, if on a keyboard of a piano there you would scale the notes the very last one, the one that sounds perp, 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 it can't even vibrate, can't even hum, can't even resonate. That's the gotu zindashud, perp, perp, perp. And if you want to hum and sing and vibrate up the top end of the piano, you, you, you must, you must, by the law of nature, work for it. The person at the top of the mountain didn't fall there. The person with a hand on the top of the keyboard didn't get there by accident. They chose words. They chose thoughts. They chose situations and said, I, I'm not, I'm going to respect the need for the masses of the world to fight and and beat each other up and steal and rob and, and cuss and get drunk and take drugs. I, I, I respect it all. but." I want to play at the other end of the piano because I want to lead people. And all the notes below follow the notes above on the piano. And now we come to the final law, which is the law of uh, 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 recognising that every there's a centralising force to something. And you go, I'm in charge of my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I've written some goals and I've got a vision. I'm totally in charge of my life. And thump. World Trade Center comes down and you're in it or something of the sort. And you just have to realize that we need to be humble to something. And the thing that is great to be humble to is that the universe has a purpose built into you that you have a function just like a, a, tra- a, 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 a little um, uh, digit in a computer. Every little tiny little piece has a role to play in that computer. And if that little piece goes kaput, then the whole computer goes kaput. So recognizing that you have a purpose, a unique purpose. It was born in you at the day you came on this planet because you had three months of awareness inside the, the uterus and the womb. Typically that's how long before you know it, it lasts six months. And so the last three months is when the soul enters the body and becomes, starts to become a human thing inside uh, uh, the womb. Then in that last three months you start to develop. Consciousness, and then you spend the next thirty years developing unconsciousness, and then you come along and listen to this podcast, and listen to this audio, and start unlearning your unconsciousness to become conscious. Become a teacher. Become a like an icon, a light, a place for others to follow. You you sing like Adele, you 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 dance like just like there's no tomorrow. And this purpose in life becomes a centralising force because you've got the seven areas of life, right? And each one of them wants something from you. And you've got goals in each of the seven areas of life. But what centralises them? What brings them together? There's got to be an intangible force, doesn't it? It can't be a tangible force that brings them together. They're not held by pieces of rope. They're not. They're actually, for some people, held by shoulds and shouldn'ts, but they are They're actually, they come together because you choose and you have this law, we call it link it or sink it, walker's way, link it or sink it, link it or sink it. In other words, if you can't link what you're doing in the seven areas of life, all seven, to some centralizing force, you better sink it because you're going to sabotage it if you can't. We sabotage, nature sabotages anything that doesn't fulfill its purpose and you ask why do people, some people die young, why do people get sick a lot, why do people have calamities, disasters and humbling circumstances, why do people struggle and other people don't, why do people get paid less and less and less instead of more and more and more and the answer is really simple, they're just not fulfilling their highest value, their purpose, they just lost track and nature brings them kindly with a gentle hand and then a little bit of a heavier hand and then a four-but-two across the back of then get back on track. So the universal laws, these things, are not uh, uh, random ambient inventions of, of the mind of, of Chris Walker, the talker. These things have, were stamped on the side of Egyptian pyramids long before religion was needed. They were stamped and they were known and they are still known if you're prepared if you're prepared to step beyond the, and recognize that what holds the lower masses in place, what holds rocks in place, pretty damn solid, you're not going to shift it unless you've got dynamite. And so why, why worry about it? Look in the other direction. Look for the sun. Look for purpose, look for the laws of nature, and you'll have health and you'll have mental health and you'll have financial health and you'll have relationship health. And if something goes wrong in your relationship, you'll have a new relationship and new health and new love and new consciousness in your life. Okay, so we have come now to the end of the five universal laws. We've traveled out into the universe. We've come all the way back and we're back in on home base. Immortal people have left behind clues to their secret of how to live on Earth with this great knowledge. Enlightenment in the real world. They were ordinary mortal people from any walk of life who were willing to become guided by their extraordinary and immortal awareness of the courts of heaven. They all listened to their deepest voice, their inner voice, and they obeyed it. They all allowed themselves regular visits to the cosmos, and learn to align daily life on earth with heavenly presence. What we say is how to make a hell of a prophet and still go to heaven. They allowed the laws of the central courts, grown from their inner being, to govern their many actions on the outside. They let their willing and immortal guidance overrule their mortal form, which is what's called free will. We have the freedom. To follow our emotions, follow our bodies, hunger, or live by purpose, live by the universal laws. The laws of nature are the translation of the universal laws into an earthly dialogue. These laws of nature can transform the way all humanity relates to itself, but it's got to start one person at a time. This in turn, if it does, can transform the way we relate to each other and ourselves. There is no more powerful gift than the laws of nature. These are simple, relevant, available to everyone, and on a practical level solve all human drama and reveal the happiness we all so much desire. But it can't be taught. It can't be lectured. It must be lived. And by living, it simply means walking around town with a smile on your dial, making everyday life transparent, looking through it, not getting caught up in the outer world of other people's shoulds and shouldn'ts or got-tos and got-not-tos, but staying true to your own, listening to your own heart and following that and having a a centralising force in your life greater than the moon, which is uh, the Jewish religion, greater than the sun, which is the Christian religion, the New Testament, greater than the... uh, Uh, planets which is the hindu and and uh, other religions uh, associated and greater than all that and kind of like a line up line yourself up with the central courts of the universe why not why not have the big view that encapsulates all the others and embraces them all within it that's what i think might be a great idea I've been doing it for now 40 years. It doesn't make me immune from problems. It doesn't make me immune from pain. I still love music. I still love stories. I still love sex. I still love it all. But I understand the difference between my so-called free will, which is my emotions and my feelings and my body's appetite. And I understand what love really is. I understand, therefore, when I'm on and when I'm off track on the journey of life. This is Chris. Have a beautiful day. I hope you've enjoyed the 30-day program so far because we're just getting started. Bye for now.